What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what I did was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Jamar Chase is out four to six weeks. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today. We're going to talk about the impact of that on the Bengals offense and your fantasy team. And I'm Chris Towers here with Dave Richard. And obviously, Dave, nothing good from this Jamar Chase injury. He's got a hip fracture, according to The Athletic. Reports indicate he is going to be out four to six weeks. No surgery, thankfully, so, you know, you don't have that added complication. But obviously, this is bad news. He suffered a hip flexor strain in week six, suffered some sort of aggravation of that in week seven, went down with a non-contact injury, ended up playing through it, but looks like he's going to be out at least until late November, possibly longer. Dave, let's uh, let's get your thoughts on what this means specifically for the Bengals uh, offense. Well, what do you think it means? Uh, this is This is a nightmare. <laughs> He changed the way that they operated and he changed the way that defenses covered them. Mm-hmm. Not having him there um, is going to make a lot of difference for obvious reasons. Their next four games are against the Browns, the Panthers, there's a buy in there, the Steelers, and the Broncos. I am sure they'd love to have him back by week 13 when they play Kansas City in a game yeah. that's got humongous playoff implications or potentially humongous playoff implications. And then in week 17, they've got Buffalo, which is a game that's going to determine a lot of fantasy championships. So they're, they're going to struggle. You know, that T Higgins is going to be the number one guy. You Mm -hmm. know, that next up in targets is going to be Tyler Boyd. If there's a winner in this whole thing, it's, it's Boyd and it's, it's Hayden Hurst as well. I can't help but think that this Bengals offense will revert back to what they were doing in 2020. Burrow was a rookie then he's better now than he was but they were very balanced on offense. Mm -hmm. They had a lot of good things going with their run game. I would imagine that they're going to ask Joe Mixon to handle a lot of the work now and lean on him to be a primary focal point of the offense. And then they use play action off of that to try and get the ball to Higgins, to Boyd, and to Hayden Hurst, which as a trio isn't so bad, but it's just not the same thing when, when you don't have Jamar Chase dictating what defenses can do against them. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a downgrade. It's a downgrade across the board for I think it's a downgrade for Higgins because the coverage on him is going to be tougher. And I think it's going to be a downgrade on Burrow, who yep. isn't a top five fantasy quarterback for the next four weeks. Yeah, I think Burrow remains probably a top 12 guy, but not that top six or or five guy. Like you said, you know, we got 
I don't want to say a, a preview of it, but you know, early in the season, before the last two games in particular, the Bengals offense hadn't really been what we expected it to be. And I think a, a big part of that was Jamar Chase just hadn't been able to get going. They hadn't figured out how to get him involved in the deep passing game. They hadn't been able to figure out how to counter the two high safety looks that opposing teams were giving them. And, you know, Joe Burrow wasn't great for the first five weeks of the season. He's really come alive lately, but he had three multi-touchdown games in his first five. So you'll take that, obviously. But one of those was that weird overtime game against the Steelers where he threw the ball 53 times, two intercept, two touchdowns, four interceptions. You know, I think we're going to see more ugly games from Joe Burrow. And it'll be interesting to see stylistically if the the Bengals go back to being a team that runs the ball under center. That's what they were early on in the season. That's what they were last season. They've gone away from that the last couple of weeks. They've been almost entirely shotgun uh, in their offense the past two games. And, you know, the offenses look great, but Jamar Chase has four of the six passing touchdowns for Joe Burrow in that span. He has 39% of Joe Burrow's career uh, touchdowns since the start of the 2021 season, since Jamar Chase entered the league. So, yeah, it's a, a big blow for that offense. And, are there, you know, obviously there's no one-for-one one replacement for a player like Jamar Chase in your fantasy lineup, especially not on the waiver wire. But let's talk about some potential buy-low candidates if you're looking to make a trade. Who are some wide receivers you'd be looking to acquire if you just lost Jamar Chase? Well, I, I was about to say one of the receivers that you could inquire about trading for is actually Chase, but we can get to that yeah. in a little bit. Um we mentioned some buy low candidates earlier this week um, at wide receiver. I, I think that Amari Cooper still makes sense, but I think there's sure. a lot of fantasy managers who have Cooper who are pretty happy with what he's been giving them last week. Wasn't a good game. You're hoping that you can buy low on him then, but he can help you get through the next sure. four weeks and, and or five weeks. Cause he's going to miss one week with the buy. Um, to be completely honest, I haven't looked through every single schedule to figure out which wide receivers have a favorable schedule just for the next five weeks, and you can go and pick them out. We're recording this as as soon as the news broke. I can tell you that Cortland Sutton had nine targets last week and three catches. Mm-hmm. If people are dismayed with that, you can go after him and see what you can what you can get with him. Um, Pittman could be an interesting sure. one. His value's in the tank right now because the Colts made a quarterback change. Uh, and I, I was telling guys off air today, I watched Sam Ellinger play, or we did it on the live stream. Yeah. Sam Ellinger's preseason steps, he didn't look so bad. He didn't embarrass himself. And maybe he's got a chance to go ahead and, and get the ball to Pittman a little bit more. Um, look, I, I can't give you a name that's like a slam dunk, sure. easy buy low. Like the cheap I've got a couple. That are, if you've got one. I've got, uh, I would try before Thursday night's game to see if you could trade for Chris Godwin. You know, he hasn't been quite what we expected him to be, but I think there's still plenty of upside there. Obviously, you know, the further he removed, he gets from that knee injury, especially, I think will help. And then Amon Ross St. Brown, who I think, you know, people might be down on. He hasn't had a big week since week three, and even that was only 13 PPR points. But he had the ankle injury that he tried to play through. He had the concussion protocol removal this week, but it sounds like he didn't actually have a concussion, so he should be fine for week eight. You know, remember, he had eight straight games of at least eight catches before the ankle injury. I still think he can be a top 12 wide receiver who might not cost you an arm and a leg. And uh, that's, hold on. If I could just stop you there, I feel like they're almost in the same boat as Cooper, Chris. Sure. As in the people who have those guys don't value them like the people who don't have those guys. Mm -hmm. 
So if you don't have St. Brown or Godwin on your fantasy teams, you're thinking, oh, yeah, these guys have some big numbers coming. I want to go get them. The people who have them have enjoyed numbers earlier this year from St. Brown, and, and certainly they know what Chris Godwin's capable of doing, and it's such a short window to try and trade for him. We're recording this three hours before the yeah. Thursday night game kicks off. It's hard to do that. I think the better move just in the short term is mm-hmm. once you can put Chase on your IR spot, if you've got an IR spot, go to the waiver wire. The first name I would look for is Wandale Robinson. Yes, absolutely. And I think that, that I, I think we could start going through the list of players who are who are good ads at this point. But Wandale, huge opportunity. Looks like it's going to last the rest of the season in the wake of the uh the trade of Kadarius Tony over to Kansas City. He's rostered in 63% of leagues. He's probably gone in a lot of leagues, but 10 team leagues, half PPR leagues. I'd go after him. Some other names that I would give you that are available in about half of CBS Sports Leagues, Darnell Mooney in Chicago, Marquise Goodwin in Seattle. Donovan Peoples-Jones is widely available. He's had at least nine PPR points each of his past four games. And David Njoku just got hurt in Cleveland. He's someone that's going to get some work. Josh Reynolds is available in about a third of CBS Sports Leagues. And just one more name to give you. And then sure. you could, if you've got some names, please throw them at me. Christian Watson is available in that's one of, the ones I was gonna say. of CBS Sports Leagues. He's been practicing this week. The Packers need to come up with something at wide receiver. Lazard's not going to play. Made a funny comment about what happened to his shoulder. You could look it up if you want to chuckle. <laughs> Romeo Dobbs has been making big, big mistakes. I think Watson's going to get an opportunity, and he's out there for the taking and might have more upside than anybody else I named other than maybe Robinson in full PPR. Yeah, I would say um, Dobbs. I mean, you know, he hasn't been great lately, but with the Alan Lazard injury, it's possible that, you know, he gets another opportunity to step up and takes advantage of it. I don't I don't love that Aaron Rodgers came out and said that guys who aren't playing well should get benched. you know, doesn't doesn't feel great for the guys who haven't been playing well on that team. But I think there's still some talent and some upside there. And then, you know, if you're looking for more of a long term play, if you don't need a week eight option, Christian Watson, absolutely one of the names I would mention. I would go with uh, Van Jefferson from the Rams. They desperately, desperately need someone who can make plays downfield. Van Jefferson has got an opportunity there. He's widely available. And Elijah Moore, he's only 35 percent rostered. We have no idea whether the Jets are going to put him back in their lineup. Uh, They had him inactive in week seven after the trade request, but Corey Davis and Denzel Mims both got hurt in week seven. So could be an opportunity there for Elijah Moore. Don't love the offense. Don't love Zach Wilson, all of that. But I still think Elijah Moore is an incredibly talented player who could be in line for a second half breakout. If things go right, Chris, yes. Could I give you two more buy low names and then you grade these for me as whether or not they're really buy lows? Absolutely. First one is George Pickens in Pittsburgh. Okay. Who I think he's their best receiver. I think he's had great chemistry with Kenny Pickett. He's been an explosive receiver. He's made plays in tight coverage. Don't love him that much this week against Philadelphia. I like him more yeah. than Deontay Johnson. And I, and I don't think he's necessarily going to come cheaply in a trade but mm-hmm. cheaper than the other guys that we talked about in a trade. The other name is Jacoby Myers in New England, who had had a kind of a funny touchdown catch. He made, caught a deep ball and then lunged into the end zone. Didn't have many targets otherwise. We kind of know what he is mm-hmm. as, a, as a good short to mid-range target. And I think Mac Jones will come back to leaning on him. And he shouldn't cost you too much in a trade either. And those are two guys that are 
fairly established in fantasy who should be able to be better than most of the names that we gave you as far as waiver pickups go. Yeah, I think both of those make sense. You know, Pickens, I don't know if it's a if it's a buy low or a buy medium or a buy high. You know, he is coming off a game with a touchdown, but he looks like the real deal. He looks like he's, you know, potentially going to grow into the Steelers number one option or at least their best player. Like you said, he might just be their best receiver, even if Deontay Johnson's still getting more targets. But he looks like he's still got room to grow. And Myers, you know, all that guy does is get targets. He doesn't have a like wide receiver one upside, but he could be a solid wide receiver too. And I think the takeaway here is like, unless you are able to trade for Amon Ross St. Brown or Chris Godwin or, or some wide receiver who maybe isn't valued the way they should be because of, you know, other, op, uh, you know, Jalen Waddle, another guy I think falls into that category potentially. Sure. That's you know, not a bad one. There are some guys you could potentially trade for who could help you replace Jamar Chase, but this is the kind of situation where there's no good answer. You know, you're going to have to make a hole in your roster somewhere or get lucky on waiver wire. So that's why we mentioned, you know, the the Christian Watson and, and Elijah Moore and Van Jefferson types who you might be able to get lucky and, you know, hit catch lightning in a bottle for the next month. Yeah. Uh, but the, no good options. And it's it's bad news for the Bengals as well. I got one more angle for this. Let's hear it. This is for the fantasy managers that are sitting at seven and oh, six and one, yeah. five and two. You're feeling great about your team and you've got depth. If there was ever a time to get Jamar Chase for just a little bit of a discount. And the team that has Chase in your league is three and four, two yeah. and five. Start talking with them. Mm -hmm. They're going to be desperate. Once you get to that fifth loss, you don't want to get to your sixth. And once you get to that sixth loss, you know your season is pretty much in turmoil when it comes to fantasy football. Seven losses, forget it. Yeah, it might be. So, okay. If, if you're one of those teams that's two and five and three and four and you just lost chase and you don't like your receiver depth, I think you have to at least be open to the idea of trading chase to get some very good starters back. I'm yeah. not saying turn them into Christian Kirk and Brian Robinson. Mm -hmm. Don't let yourself get ripped off. Um, he's not going to lose much value in the trade chart over this. So make a deal. If you, You're trying to salvage your season so you can get into the playoffs. Yep, absolutely. This is a this is a situation where you know if you lost Jamar Chase and you're two and five, you might need to string off four wins in a row just to have a chance to make the playoffs. So you might need to uh, you know make a a losing move to win in the short term uh, might be the way to put it. So yeah, it's it's bad news well, for the Bengals. It's bad news for fantasy players. See, I don't like how you said that where it's a losing move. It's not a sure. losing move if you get players back that are very good. Right, right. I mean, like, you know, your team might be worse in week 15 when Jamar Chase is healthy and you traded him. But, right. that but at least you're playing you in week 15. Yeah, that's the thing. You might not be playing for week 15 exactly. if you don't make that kind of move. Is, is right. I now, I, I, and so we didn't mention, like, if your team's four and three. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you do then? I think it really depends on how strong you think your team is. You're losing a, a huge piece that's supposed to get you anywhere from 15 to 30 points a week. Yep. What are you supposed to do? So if, if your team is really thin and you don't have good depth, you could consider it. But if you, if obviously if you're competitive and you've got Jamar chase, you want to hang on to Jamar chase. Yeah. It, that's really what it boils down to. 
All right. Yep. That's uh, that makes perfect sense. And that's going to do it for fantasy football today. We'll be back tomorrow with our normal episode, breaking down the rest of the start sit calls. Hopefully you didn't lose Jamar Chase. If you did, hopefully we helped you and uh, we'll see you next time. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com.